Another day, another deep dive, and we're going to take another another two-for-one today. Take a look at two players. Again, in this one, we're going to look at Victor Reyes, the, again, for some reason, somewhat polarizing figure that is Victor Reyes. And then we're going to take a look at Ryan Kreidler, give you kind of two sides of the coin, uh, a guy who's been here for a couple of years, talk about his future with the team, and then a new up-and-coming guy who just debuted this season and what his future could look like. So those are going to be the two today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Benley. Today is Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. Thank you for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Okay, so like I said in the cold open, another two-for-one today. Yesterday, we did both of the Castros. Today... We will be looking at Victor Reyes, and we will be looking at Ryan Kreidler. Also, I'm just now realizing right now that I'm like, I feel like I haven't done very many pitchers. It's just kind of Tyler Alexander. That's like the only pitcher I've really done so far. So expect tomorrow to be a pitcher. Anyway, <laughs> just not real. I don't know how, I don't know why I, I worked it out that way. But um, yeah, I guess, I guess for some reason, like we did the injured players, right? The players that spent, a majority of the season or ended the season on the IL. And there, there were pitchers, on, a lot of pitchers on there, obviously. But the only healthy pitcher we've done is Tyler Alexander. So that's on me. But today we're doing Victor Reyes and we are doing Ryan Kreidler. I think these are two intriguing, because interesting is a dumb word, conversations to have when talking about the future of this roster. Victor Reyes, a dude who just continuously just keeps finding a way to be on the Tigers major league roster year in and year out. Uh, even when you don't expect him to boom, jump scare. There he is. Victor Reyes is here. And uh, I, I know if you're a long time listener uh, last season and, and before I was even the host of this show, if you, you know, are, are really a, a rider there and uh, talking about deep cuts with, with my reputation. Um, yeah, there was, I never at any point said that I like disliked Victor Reyes. I, I always want every Tiger to do well. But I thought that he was... Some people were talking about... I got into an argument with somebody just about... Like they said he had the potential at one point. This is like 28, 2019 probably. Maybe even 2020. We're like, oh, he could be like an everyday player. He could even be like all-star caliber. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I... I I was never frustrated with Victor Reyes, the player, because I understood and came to terms with what Victor Reyes, the player, was very early on in his tenure, and he never changed. So I, I have always been been comfortable and, and whatnot with my opinion of Victor Reyes. Uh, it was just there was a lot of discourse early on. He, he was really polarizing for, like, no reason. Like, he shouldn't have been. He's a fourth outfielder. He's been a fourth outfielder for a bad team for like his entire major league career. Like that's, I, I don't know that, that he just, he became such a, a controversial figure uh, for a solid, like eight to 12 months, I'll say 
Uh, not as much anymore, but back in the day, man, there, there was a time when he was like this weirdly, really polarizing figure that it was just so exhausting. I got exhausted with Victor Reyes. That's what I, that's the way I should put it. And not even with him or his style of play. I got exhausted talking about Victor Reyes. That's the way I want to word this. I literally just got tired of talking about him because, oh my goodness, it seemed like every day I was getting in an argument with somebody about him. Um, so we are here. We're talking about Victor and, and his future with the team. Um, you know, I, I, th- there's a reason that I have, that I'm talking about two players in this one. I don't think that this is a, a crazy deep dive either. I don't think that this is one where you're, where if you're expecting me to uncover something you don't already know, like I think like everybody has pretty much come to terms with what Victor Reyes is and, and what kind of player he is. Um, he, he's not going to hit for any power whatsoever. Uh, his career high for home runs in a season is five. So it just is not going to have any power. Uh, he's, pretty fast and athletic but doesn't steal bases and isn't actually a very good defender so like you know consistently trying to figure out what the speed that he has is like really great for he's a decent base runner I guess we we can say He's he's a pretty solid base runner when healthy so I guess that's some value in it but as an outfielder you'd expect him to be a better defender with how athletic he is he does not walk ever and this is a reoccurring theme right you look back at at everyone pretty much that we've that we've highlighted so far nobody draws walks that is why i'm expecting such a big overhaul from scott harris and from this front office this offseason this dude has a career 3.8% walk rate this season it was 3.9 and that's an improvement from his 2021 which was a 3 and a half he does not walk ever His strikeout rate is career-wise 22.4%. This season it was 22.9. Not terrible. But when paired with a walk rate of like pretty much year in and year out sub 4%, I mean, golly, (laughs) you know? So, I mean, 254 batting average, not terrible. But, I mean, like this is remarkable. He had a 254 batting average and walks so little that he had a sub-290 on-base percentage. Think about how crazy that is. He had a 254 batting average and a 289 OBP. That's impressive. Like, that, at that point, I just, like, tip my cap to it. I'm like, this is impressive, dog. 362 slugging percentage, like we said. Not very much power, really, to speak of. Um, he was a negative win player this year, yet again. Uh, he has a career war of 0.6. In 2018, in 100 games, he was a negative 1.4 win player, according to Fangraph's war. Negative one and a half war. Coming off of being a Rule 5 pick, and the Tigers looked around and said, let's bring that dude back. And to his credit, he put up a positive one and a half win season in 2019. 2020, He played 57 of the 60 games in 2020, had a 0.6 war. 2021, last year, played in 76 games, had a 0.3 war. And then this season in 92 games, second most games he's played in his entire career in a a given season. Negative 0.2. Like I said, career 0.6 win player. I I just, I don't see this. I, I don't see the point. 
I don't see the purpose in bringing back Victor Reyes. And like he has a 264 career batting average, props, but you have a sub two, a sub 300 career on base percentage, a sub 380 career slug, um, sub like we said, sub four percent walk rate. I just and he's not a very good defender. Like I, I just don't see the purpose. Again, like we're trying to raise the standards. There, there's a you know we'll do a percent chance at the end. There's a zero percent chance that this dude is going into opening day is a starter next season. Um, I guess there's still a chance that we roll in to camp with him on the forty man yet again, and are having a conversation about oh is he going to start off in AAA? Is he going to be the fourth outfielder? Whatever, but like he's under team control. He's arbitration eligible. He still has a minor league option left. Like there's still roster control there. So like it's not out of the realm of possibility. We'll talk about it at the end, but I, I, I personally, I don't see the point. I, I like, I, I don't again. Well, well, we'll talk about his defense. Let, let me get to our first ad break and then we'll talk about his defense. Then we'll move on to Ryan Kreidler. First, I though, I have to tell you guys about our friends over at Roan. The dress shirt was due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter shirt is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible shirt known to man, and here's why. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way from your commute to work to your 18 holds of golf after work. It's time to feel confident and have a wrinkle-free shirt. It's that easy. This is a wrinkle-free shirt. You wear it, the wrinkles disappear. You stretch it out, the wrinkles disappear. It's that easy. With Gold Fusion Anti-Odor Technology, you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long. And on top of that, Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. It's fantastic. I have one. I have several now, actually. Uh, They're the best. They're awesome. I have my friends hip to them. My parents hip to them now. They rock. Seriously. Fantastic. Cannot say enough good things about it. The commuter shirt can get you through any workday, like we've been saying, and straight into whatever comes after the workday. That's what makes them so great. Versatility. We talk about those, those utility players, right? Just step up and fill any role. That's a Roan commuter shirt. So head to Roan.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on to save 20% off of your entire order. That's 20% off of your entire order when you head to R-H-O-N-E.com slash locked on and use code locked on. It's time to find your corner offers comfort. What is up, everybody? Welcome back here. Second segment of Locked on Tigers. I definitely did not say office correctly at the end of that ad. I definitely botched how to pronounce the word office. So that's on me. Um, but, you know, we, we, we grow. We learn. I'll, I'll, I'll remember that. I'll pronounce it correctly next time. Okay? Kind of putting a lot of pressure on myself there. I feel confident I can say office correctly next time I talk to you about Roan shirts. Okay. So, Victor Reyes, the only other thing I really want to talk about with Victor is the defense because there is value in defense, and we will talk about that a lot with Ryan Kreidler, to be honest with you. Uh, Just when looking at 
Victor Reyes's defensive metrics. Uh, outs above average does not like him very, or as does not like him that much. Uh, whereas defensive runs saved, some years he has put up decent DRS numbers, but OAA is consistently between his entire career at all three outfield positions for outs above average are between negative two and positive one. Like that's that's the entirety of it at, at all three outfield positions. It's either negative one, negative two, zero, one, zero, negative two, one like that. That's just where they have them at. So just a slightly below average defender defensive run saved. He's all over the place. He's got some seasons with like negative three DRS, negative four DRS in center field in 2021, negative five DRS in right field this season in 2022. Uh, but he was a plus six DRS in left field in 2022. So those are people really underestimate how different the corner outfield positions are. It is not as simple as you can play one. You can play both. Um, and obviously center field is, is vastly different and way more valuable than the corners, but people think like, Oh, if you can play one, you can play the other. What's wrong with you? Like, no, that is, could not be further from the truth. So, uh, so the grades out is it looks like a, a slightly positive defender in left field this season, but he's also had a negative three DRS season in left field. Like overall he's a, he's a league average or net zero defender at best with the potential to be a below net zero and, you know, take value away from you in defense as well. And, and even if you're doing the high end, okay, he, he's a net zero defender, a net zero defender at two of the three outfield positions. Cause he's never graded out that well in center with the offense that he has provided you over the last now five seasons just does not seem worth it to me. I, I, again, I just, I don't see the point. I don't see the point in bringing him back. I think this is a, a non-tender candidate. We'll get to the exact percentage chance that I have written down here that I think at the end of the show, but I, I really, I don't see the point. And with Scott Harris and, and what we believe his mentality is again, we, I said it yesterday too, like this entire team, it feels like has a walk percentage of under 5%. That cannot happen. It can't. It's not it shouldn't. It's not, oh, we should look at upgrades. It literally can't. You cannot do that again. You can't. It, it's a necessity to, to raise that. So when we look around in the last, you know, six dudes, we've we, hitters that we've covered, uh, on these deep dives all have walk percentages of like three and a half. That's abysmal. It has to change. I'm not saying all of them are guaranteed out of here, but I promise you a lot of them are out of here. This cannot happen. Negative win player. Again, we're talking about a negative win player at the end of the day, Ryan Kreidler. Let's get to Ryan Kreidler. Um, very, it was nice to see him kind of get his feet wet at the major league level this season. That was, that was really cool to see. He, he's a dude that had a, I mean, just looking at his professional career so far, right? He starts off slow in 2019, 2020. He doesn't play because there's no minor league season 2021. Okay. Last year, he absolutely destroys the baseball the entire season. 
He his offense is incredible. Uh, he starts off in uh, well, he played in all three levels. Played in Double A, had a rehab thing in High Single A, but played a lot in Double A. Eighty eight games in Double A, had a four twenty nine slugging percentage, a three twenty five on base percentage. Not terrible. Not terrible. It's I mean it's good. Seven fifty four OPS, solid, right? Then he gets promoted to Triple A. He has a 14.8% walk rate, a 304 batting average, a 407 OBP, and a 519 slug for a 926 OPS in AAA in 21, a 215 ISO. That is redonkulous. Okay. He was crushing the baseball, had almost a 150 WRC plus in AAA in 2021. There's some talking heads, we'll call them, some prominent figures within the Detroit Tigers media community, we'll call it, specifically one, really just one, but we'll say some, but it's really one. Uh, We're saying, hey, Ryan Crider should just be the shortstop next year. This person still is a huge Ryan Crider fan. We'll, we'll get into my opinion of him here, but there was a discourse that was like, hey, you don't even need to sign a shortstop. Just throw Ryan Kreidler over there. Look at him. He had a 925 OPS in AAA this year, and he's a really good defender. Let's just roll with that. He's going to be way cheaper, etc. I never thought that that was smart. I, I never agreed with that. I never subscribed to that logic. Um, we saw what Javi did. We'll do our deep dive on on Javi. But Ryan Kreidler, in his taste in the majors, did not hit very well uh, at all, to, to be completely honest with you. In, I mean, he played, what, 26 games? So, like, you know, grain of salt, but had a 178 average, a 244 on base percentage, and a 233 slug, just like the one homer. And that was nearly the extent of his extra base prowess. Uh, in AAA this season, this is... 56 games, still not a huge sample size, but in 56 games had a 14.4% walk rate, a 28.8% K rate is pretty high, um, an ISO of 198, very solid, 213 average, but a 352 on base percentage and a 411 slug that puts his OPS well into the mid or upper 700s. Um, he, he, I love how much he walks. I really do. Now, we have to remind ourselves, 56 games in AAA this season, 26 games in the major leagues this season. Small sample size. It appears as if, remember, he got hit with a hand to start off the season. He got hit in the hand by a pitch, broke his hand, missed like the first half of the year. Then played 56 games when he came back and then got called up at the end of the season. So, it looks as if that is a pretty sizable reason for why the offensive numbers may have taken a step back. Now, the promising thing is that the walk rate has really been solid everywhere he's been. Um, and it's nice to see that that didn't really waver. Again, 56 games, I'm going to keep saying it. But it's nice to see that the walk rate's been pretty solid. Uh, 7.1% is like not even that great of a number, but on this team, it might've as well have been like 2004 Barry bonds. Like 
this is like that that's that's <laughs> significantly higher than the last like four players we've talked about and that stretched over a full season again that that would be his career low at any level 7.1 so i would imagine that with more ab's he would be able to draw raise that a little bit get a little bit of a bigger sample size under his belt i i do like ryan kreidler um looking at his role going forward i'm not like oh my goodness this dude needs to be starting every day uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about the, the future of Ryan Kreider and Victor Reyes right after this. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. Segment three, third and final segment of, uh, of Locked on Tigers. Today, we are talking about Ryan Kreider and we are talking about Victor Reyes. So, with Kreidler looking ahead, um, I, I don't think he's ready to just you hand over the keys and you go, hey, you're the second baseman or hey, you're the shortstop of this team every single day. I don't think that he has come even close to proving that the offense will be there at the major league level for an 162 game stretch. Right. As much as I as I still like him, still want to see him continue to be with the organization and grow and, and see what he can turn into. This is not a sample size that you can look at really at any level. Like even when he was crushing the ball in AAA in 2021, that was over a 41 game stretch. And again, over a 750 OPS in AA in almost 90 games in 2021 as well before the call up, but 750 in AA is a lot different than, than the majors. Heck, 925 OPS in AAA is a lot different than the majors, right? We've seen it. We've seen this that movie before a lot this season, to be honest. So I, I, I don't think that it's someone you just hand over the keys to and you go, oh, yeah, you you know, let, let's see what we got. No, I, I think you still need to go out. And we talked about it in the scope episode, some of the second basemen that are out there, some of the shortstops that are out there. We talked about it in the Jamer episode, some of the third basemen that are out there. My thing is there's two avenues that I think you take with Ryan Kreidler going forward. I think one is next season, he is the everyday shortstop in Toledo. And you go, we need to see what your offense looks like over an actual full season all at the same level. And like, if you need to call him up, then like scrap it, you need to call him up, right? Good, solid depth piece is going to be a plus defender for you. But I think we we very much need to see a solid, large sample size, all at the same level, AAA, best level that's not the majors. We need we need a sizable, what, what's, I just completely lost my train of thought, a sizable um, uh, sample size. I've said it like eight times. I don't know why I just forgot it just then. But you get what I'm saying. We, we need that. We need, we need a bulk to be able to look at and go, hey, look, in a full season in AAA, this is what this dude's numbers were. Okay. The defense is good, and that's something that he definitely has going for him. Um, every defensive metric loved him because he was a very good defender. Defensive runs saved at shortstop in only 86 innings. He had a plus two, and outs above average, he had a plus three. Again, only 86 innings at short, and only 94 innings at third, plus three DRS, plus two OAA. 
uh, in only 18 innings at second base, zero DRS plus one OAA. He's a positive defender across the board. Got a couple of reps, uh, a couple of innings in center field there at the end of the season too. Um, didn't grade out too poorly actually, but so he, he is a plus the potential to be a plus defender everywhere in the infield that's not first base and you don't really need them to, to be able to play first base and you know maybe you need whatever you, you think you need it you try it whatnot etc different conversation you're getting three potentially plus defenders in one person the offense is is the big reason why again you either start him off in triple a or the second avenue you take with him is willie and harold go bye-bye Congratulations, Ryan Kreider's you your new super utility infielder. That's the other avenue. And he gets semi-legitimate playing time. Anytime the second base, shortstop, or third base need a day off, Ryan Kreider's your man, right? He he draws walks and has drawn walks at a pretty solid rate at every level that, that he's played at. You like that off the bench. Right, Even if he's not going to hit for a super high average, even if he's not going to hit for a ton of power, knowing that you're going to get positive defense and you might get some walks and you're going to work counts at least and not just have three-pitch strikeouts for whoever you, your utility player is, is nice. And I think those are the two avenues. Which one? I'm kind of on the fence. I don't really know. I, I, I think it mostly depends on what happens this offseason. If they go out and they bring in you know, a two win utility player, then like he's going to start off in triple a, but I don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibility that Ryan Kreidler starts off the season next year as the new utility infielder at the expense of Harold and or Willie Castro. So that's something to look out for this season. Odds that Ryan Kreidler will be on the 40 man next year. One of the highest we've done so far. Uh, I'm going to go with, We'll do a nice, solid seven and a half. I wanted to say eight, but I feel like the only dudes that I want to give eight or higher are like the top, top prospects or dudes that we signed for money last year over multiple years. So I'm going to put him at like the highest. That's not an eight. We'll give him a 75% chance. I would be very surprised. Like I, I would be... I would be really shocked if he was not on the 40-man roster next year. Um, and those are the two roles that I think that he is going to have to carve out for himself. Victor Reyes, um, look, again, I don't see the point. He's not going to turn into something. Like, that was the thing every year. People were like, oh, if he can just do this or this, or if he can walk a little bit more, if he can become a little bit of a better defender, if he can just raise his batting average, if he can do this. He's not. It's been five years since he was taken in the Rule 5 draft. He's not. Okay, we, we know what Victor Reyes is. He's in his late 20s now. Um, odds that Victor Reyes is back on the 40-man. You know what's sad is I'm still going to do like... I might still just cover myself and do it like a three out of 10 and not because I'm afraid to be wrong. I, I, I literally want to do a whole episode about all the things I was wrong about this season. I, I do not fear that, but because he, he doesn't go away. He always, and I'm not saying that in like negative connotation or like, like, Oh, he sh like why I wanted to kick him off the team for the last five years. No, he, 
The sad part is, is he's been valuable for this team. Props to Victor Reyes. Good find. You know how many Rule 5 picks end up having five-year Major League careers after they, they get taken Rule 5 pick? It's not many. It's a really low percentage. So shout out to Victor Reyes. Congratulations, dog. You, 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 you did the improbable, objectively. You deserve a ton of credit. I, I, I just, I, again, I don't see the point going forward, but I, I'm not confident enough because I just get flashbacks of like, oh, like, you know, oh, I don't th- think he should be around or, oh, this is probably the year that Victor Reyes goes away. Nope. He's back and he's playing 90 games for you this season. So like the fact that he just continuously shows up, I, I'll, I'll put my neck on the line a little bit more. I, I'll do a 25. Do a 25 because like he's, he's arb eligible this year. So like if they don't, they have him under control, but like they, they, you know, I don't know if they want to go to arb for Victor Reyes. I don't know. I'll, I'll do a little bit less than like the Jonathan scopes and the willies and the heralds that we've done. I'll do a 25% chance. He's a negative win player. I, 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 that doesn't draw walks. I just, I don't, I don't see the point anymore. I don't see the point in signing up for year six of this. So we're going to go with uh, with 25% chance. Two and a half out of 10, 25 out of 100. That's math. For Victor Reyes, then like I said, Kreider will be back on the 40-man. Making the Major League roster is a completely different story. I would put that at under 50%. Um, probably like 35 or 40% chance that he's on the Major League roster to start off the season. But he will certainly be on the 40-man without a doubt. I think that's all I got for you. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Make your second listen, the Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and his unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Finally kept it relatively short, even though we talked about two players in this one. I'm proud of myself. Um, okay, so... That's all we got. Like I said, tomorrow, I think I want to do a pitcher. Maybe we'll go into the bullpen. We haven't done, I mean, like we did Tyler Alexander, who's like, is he a starter? Is he a reliever? Who knows? Um, But I I think I want to do like some one inning relievers. Like I want to do like the back end was so good this season and we haven't talked about it at all yet in these player breakdowns. I'm not sure there's enough to do a full 30 on a one inning reliever. But like if we do two at a time, we can knock out the bullpen and, you know, in a week or so. So maybe we do that. Maybe we do like, I don't know, Joe Jimenez, fun to talk about. Alex Lang, fun to talk about. Gregory Soto probably will get his own 30 just because he's so controversial. Um, I think I want to save him for later on in the postseason too. Okay, I'm just thinking out loud. I'm sorry. I don't mean to just like keep you here and rambling about nothing. Um, so we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get into pitchers though, for sure. Maybe Erod too. maybe get some more starters. We haven't done a single like true starter yet. Okay. Let's just end the show. Cause I'm rambling. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Um, I tweet out every day. If, if you aren't on Twitter or, um, haven't seen them when these episodes air in the morning, I tweet out like, hey, reply with what percent you are of the person we talked about on today's show that they'll be on the team next year, right? Like where you stand. So that's kind of a fun thing. There's been some conversations that have stemmed from that. 
Uh, I just want to see where you guys stand and, and how close I am to, to where some of y'all are. Uh, if you aren't on Twitter, feel free to feel free rather to put it in the comments of the YouTube, the comment section of our YouTube for these episodes. Like I said, I, I love seeing just the conversation, the discourse, nothing better than talking ball with, uh, the, the, the family and the friends. So peace and love going to therapy's dope. And I will catch y'all tomorrow talking about a pitcher, at least one go Tigers.